welcome to this episode of Takumi Unfiltered. I am your host, Mary Keane Dawson, Group CEO of Creators with Influencer Agency, Takumi. Join us as we sit down with the entrepreneurs and business leaders to take an unfiltered look at the issues and hot topics that marketeers, creators, and all of society must consider today. Let's go. I'm very excited that we are joined by Sandra Suarez, Experiential Marketing Director of Moe Hennessy on today's podcast. At Moe Hennessy, Sandra oversees influencer marketing and consumer engagement. Sandra has led an incredibly diverse array of campaigns, ensuring this legacy brand keeps on the pulse and maintains an emotional connection with consumers. Sandra offers valuable insights for professionals and marketeers around the world, particularly in the context of today's cultural landscape. Welcome, Sandra. So excited to meet you. Sure, Mary. Thank you so much for having me here today. I'm super excited to be talking about a topic that in the world, in years past, we would have had the chance to discuss. So I'm super excited to be here with you. So, Please do tell us something about your role at Moe Hennessy. Uh, to give you a little background on my role, I am really focused on ensuring that I keep that pulse in the culture. And like you said, understanding the consumers in a deep emotional manner, which as you see what's happening in the world now, that is truly where we need to be as a brand. We talk a lot about uh, being a spirit and being a liquid in a bottle. But at times, and most of the time, as we're creating these impactful programming, it's about more than the liquid in the bottle and ensuring that we are connecting to our consumers in a deeper level. I mean, I think it's interesting that, you know, Hennessy, I mean, wasn't that actually, like that is such a dominant brand with, you know, all manner of of diverse uh, cultures and backgrounds. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is. We have about... 42 brands in our portfolio that all speak to different cultures. Mm -hmm. I specifically uh, work for Hennessy. Mm -hmm. So it's really leading the influencer ecosystem for the brand and understanding not only the consumer, but also our talent that works with us and ensuring that it all ties into our, to our programming. I mean, why do you think influencers have become, uh, you know, so important to your emotional engagement with consumers as much as, a, you know, the, I mean, you've got fabulous products, right, with fantastic heritage. But I mean, in terms of, of, of that keeping them relevant, relevant, I mean, what are influencers doing that, that, that's kind of like as powerful from your perspective? They really connect to the people that are out there, right? Everything that we do is on social media. Meaning when I say we, I don't mean the brand, I mean just people in general. Yes, you're exactly. They're on social media, they're on television. There is such a close connection between what's happening in the world more so than ever. Mm-hmm. So influencers play a huge part within that connectivity that we're looking for from the brand. As long as they're organic, though, organic and natural and that they fit into their the influencers platform. That's the only way that it works. Yep. So for us, it's really ensuring that these influencers have that reach and that visibility that we're looking for for our consumers and that their platforms fit 
and and mirror what we're doing with the brand. You had a most incredible Dear Destiny campaign, um, and it's incredibly powerful. Uh, you know, AdEdge said few brands have emphasized the idea of black excellence as strongly as Hennessy has. Where did you get the inspiration to come from and, and why was Nas selected as a spokesperson for the campaign? Nas has actually been the voice of Hennessy for over nine years. And he is one of our, what we call internally, our Fat Five members, which is our, <laughs> our true influencer talent. So our yeah. macro talent within the brand. Fantastic. Yes. Yeah, so that's why he was selected. He is, uh, a lot of our campaigns has his voice and his image. And it's because he is a true icon, similar to what our brand is. Um, for us also within the Black community, we have been participating and really being part and believers in just being so diverse with our brand. And I can give you a little background, like 1896 was the first time that we were part of the National Urban League, one of the first spirit brands. Amazing, amazing. Mm -hmm. That's really, really impressive. So you were right there making change happen back in the day. Absolutely. I mean, probably back in the day. That's incredible. And that heritage, of course, is, runs really deep. Absolutely, it does. We were we also participated in 1909 in the national uh, NAACP. Wow. Uh, so we've really been part of the black community from the beginning. So we wanted to ensure that that voice continued and that our heritage in the US was still standing next to the black community. Excellent. I can I can tell you another story because I have a, please, a ton of them. Please do. Uh, <laughs> please. We love stories. We love stories. Yes. Yes. Because there's so much background and, and a yeah. lot of people don't know that Hennessy yep. has all of this history. Yeah. Uh, in the 1950s, we were one of the first brown spirit liquor brands to advertise in Ebony Magazine. Wow. Wow. So, I mean, that's really impressive because obviously at that time with you know, McCarthyism and in general, the kind of segregation of society in in American culture. That was a very brave thing to do. I don't mean that in any way patronizingly at all. Not you know, that way. was really, you know, because you, you absolutely were at the kind of forefront of that. And Ebony magazine, I, I mean, I know a little bit about it, you know, really, really struggled with advertising in the early days. So it's fantastic mm -hmm. that you were there supporting them. And that's, and that's great that, and that kind of segues me into, um, you know, the whole area about Hen Hennessy's never stop, never settle. Um, society initiative. Can you tell us something about that? Because that's really hands-on, isn't it? It is. It is. And we just launched that not too long ago. It's It's been out for about a uh, month now. Mm -hmm. And the way that this started was really around ensuring that everything that we do within community ties in together. So before the Never Stop, Never Settle Society kicked off, which is empowering entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. we actually uh, built grants around it. And these entrepreneurs had to apply the application process is going to close in the next few days. Wow. So I encourage people to definitely go into our website and sign up if they can. Sure. Uh, but before Never Stop, Never Settle Society, we have unfinished business. And that's really where it came from. We wanted to ensure that we were supporting financially uh, our communities and not only the small business owners, but also entrepreneurs. We saw one, when we launched unfinished business, which was focused around 
the uh, small business owners in our community within the United States, there was a huge ask of entrepreneurs that were just starting businesses or that had just closed their businesses that also needed support. So mm-hmm. we decided to launch the Never Stop, Never Settle Society. Mm-hmm. I mean, another initiative, which uh, celebration really around Lunar New Year. I mean, how did you incorporate your DNI, DEI, sorry, charity initiatives into that? Because it was live and it was also digital. It was an interesting combination of experiential in this new world that we're, we're currently experiencing and, I mean, and discovering to a large extent. Yes, absolutely. On that specifically, we wanted to ensure that we also outside of the black community that we speak to the diversity of our brand. So it's it, we not only support the black community, but also the Asian and Hispanic community. And we are we celebrate the Asian community all the time with Lunar New Year. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you know Henry Golding. He's yep. in yes, so he is also one of part of our Fat Five members. Oh wow! Along with Nas, yes. Well, great, fantastic. There's some huge talents. Both of those guys have I been mean, amazing. Really, really amazing. I mean, I, I do want to tackle just one small, you know, one small, this one huge major question. And it's something that I, I've, um, I've, I've been talking to uh, creators and influencers about quite a bit recently. And, you know, there's a, there's an industry, we have a, as an industry, I think, a challenge um, about the pay disparity across different races and ethnicities. You know, at Takumi, we would never pay anybody anything different because of the color of their skin. But we we certainly know that there have been, you know, examples far too many of where brands have have gone to um, really, you know, what I would describe as super cool talent people and said, you know, work with us and you do it for free and we'll give you, it's just going to give you more exposure. But I mean, you know, I argue exposure doesn't pay the rent. You know, Um, I just wondered whether you had any, any thoughts on how as an industry we need to, you know, what can we do to help influencers and creators understand, you know, how they can improve their you know their value and make themselves you know more more valuable to you know to brands and to advertisers what what do you think they need to they need to be concentrating on that's 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 a interesting question mary i'm not interesting but it's a it's a tough one right yeah, because we're we're all still learning so yes. much about uh equal pay yes we are. it's not it's not a a topic that many people have the education behind it Mm. or that truly understand it. So for Mm. me, I would say that education and understanding uh, what that means and what the background of true equal pay means is Mm. is really what I would say is an advice to influencers. Making sure that education is key. Yes, absolutely. And one of the things that we are offering on our website is those education points to help out our influencers and entrepreneurs continue to educate themselves, not only on equal pay, but other parts of of business. Yes, I agree. I think it's really important that uh, influencers and creators understand that, you know, it's there's a science in advertising and, and marketing and the relationships that we build, you know, with brands build with cli- with customers. And they, you know, they're bringing, you know, their creativity, their talent, but and their audience to that. 
But there's also, you know, there are data points all around it that are really, really vital for us to be able to understand so that we can, you know, actually manage the, measure the effectiveness of campaigns because fundamentally that's what we're all accountable for. And I think, we're, I think we are absolutely on that journey, but I think it's something that, you know, we as a business, and I, I'm sure the same with Mo Hennessy, you want to ensure that this education piece is actually being taken uh, and, and, and built upon by the influencers and the creators themselves. So how absolutely? So let's move on to uh, creativity and evolution in influencer marketing. I mean, what are some of the creative ways that MH has communicated its purpose through influencers and campaigns? I mean, the best the best example is our Dear Destiny program yeah. and the film that we launch. Uh, during the BET Awards, yes. uh, for us and the NAACP Awards, actually, I should say, uh, when we launched that that film, there it was, it just took on just another uh, level, yeah. level of uh, evolution and and really voice of the brand. Mm-hmm. And what we did with that campaign, outside of just having Nas as as the lead in that film, mm-hmm. and his daughter. Mm. So I'm not sure if you know, but in the film, Destiny is his daughter. Oh, wow. So I didn't know that. He's, he's writing the letter to Destiny and just in the world. Right. But then he realizes that he's talking to his daughter. So really honing in on family mm. outside of what's happening and ensuring that you're taking care of that. But to go back to your question, I'm so sorry, because I, okay, I, I went a little bit, a little bit sideways here is outside of building that program with the film Mm. and really creating that impactful connection with our consumers. We then took our Team Hennessy influencers. So I have 16 members that I manage across the country that are really the pulse of culture within their cities. Mm. And we engage these influencers to talk about their cities, what they were passionate about, and write their own destiny, their destiny letters. Yes that spoke to them and that spoke to the city that they represent. Amazing. And outside of that, we continue to pass that along and continue the movement and had entrepreneurs that are coming in now in the second wave, you'll see that they're going to write their own Dear Destiny letters. And these entrepreneurs that we're bringing on board along with Team Hennessy Mm -hmm. will be able to supply educational uh, advice Mm -hmm to other people that are looking for for education, like I mentioned, on entrepreneurship. Well, I think that's fantastic. And I think also that's in and of itself, you've created a, a movement, right? Because that, I mean, you know, every entrepreneur should mm-hmm. be looking at, you know, writing a letter to Dear Destiny. I wish, yes. you know, I mean, I, I think that's a fabulous idea and something we should genuinely encourage young people and, and, and old people, whoever it is, you know, all people who are thinking about doing something that, you know, that uh, let's talk to our destinies because all of the potential, we all have limitless potential. It's just a question of recognizing and realizing that and unlocking it. And as you so rightly say, you know, the education piece is so fundamental to this so that you understand, you know, the world that you're actually engaging with and, and, and you can take the power, or, you know, you can actually be become truly empowered by having yes. those tools 100 percent. it's it's 100 percent, mary you said it so beautifully <laughs> exactly exactly how it is yes so when you talk there about your um 
your influencers and, and these guys who are, you know, representing their cities. And obviously with so much that has happened and the, well, globally, but obviously in the United States, there's been a very tumultuous few years. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I mean, you know, how do you actually deal with the, you know, because some of your, you know, inevitably your people are spokespersons for their, you know, for their communities. Yes. And, uh, you know, I mean, how do you deal with inclusivity and activism, you know, especially as, you know, a luxury brand? Because, you know, a lot of luxury brands are nervous about going near anything that could be perceived as being controversial. And, and you can't contain what's going on out there in society, or can you? Such a great question. For us, I can tell you that it's not only Hennessy and our influencers, our team Hennessy, that we have to ensure that we protect, but also our consumers, right? And as a company, the one movement that we've really taken on is ensuring that we have a voice. So diversity and inclusion is huge for us. As a company, Moet Hennessy has really taken the lead in ensuring there is education behind it and that we have open, um, protected spaces where we can have a voice and talk about the things that we need to do to ensure that we are okay as employees, but that we are also okay in what we're doing and how we're, we're, we're proceeding with the brand. And to me, and, and again, for me as, as uh, the manager of these influencers, what I always tell them is that they have to be honest with themselves. They have to be honest with who they believe they are. And with that, then we can support and help with the toolbox to ensure that we are all in a very um, secure space to have a stance. And for us, Hennessy, you can see that just through all of our campaigns that we do, that we really take a stance because we are comfortable and we are confident as a brand of who we stand for. That's a well, that's a great place to be, because I think that confidence allows you to engage with, you know, the, the activism that is inevitably part of, you know, the community that you are connecting with, but also that you are represented by. And um, it's great to speak to a brand that has got such clarity about that. So I want to congratulate you because it's 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 tough. You know, it's yes, tough to yes, get. Yes, it's not easy. That's a, yes. It's a really tough place to get to. So well done. You know, you really deserve to be congratulated. And on that point, Sandra, I'm not going to let you go before you tell us more about yourself, <laughs> because um, you know you're a very. I mean, you're you're, you're kind of like a number of firsts, I think, in your career. Um, I mean, we talked before yes. we started recording, and I would love for you to share with the listeners. Um, you know about your story because you're it's pretty fascinating you've seen a lot of change and you've been participating in at the forefront of making that change a reality so please do tell us I mean you know when did you start off on this journey and what was it like I mean it's insane for me because when I think about my journey it brings me back all the way when I came into the United States so I am from born in Colombia mm -hmm. uh, immigrant into the United States and uh, coming here with immigrant parents from Colombia where they came to the United States for the American dream. Yeah. And it's not an easy road, but I, I, with tenacity and ensuring that, again, I go back to being confident of who you are mm. and really fighting for what you feel is right. 
is going to open up those doors for you to get where you need to. And so for me, that's where that's where my journey started. And being able to come into the to the spirits industry for me, which I knew nothing of, uh, was super interesting. And then seeing that there was really at that time, no diversity, and especially there were no women in that industry. It really put me in a situation where I had to step back, take a deep breath and decide whether I wanted to continue on the journey of making a name for myself in a career within the, the spirits industry or just do not. something else. <laughs> yeah, do something else because it, I wouldn't in, in that time not thought that I would be able to have or be where I am that mm. leading a, and being part of a, such an amazing brand and directing a team of influencers across the country and really helping foster what that platform looks like. So it's been a long journey, but super proud of it. And I've also, I am super proud of the industry itself because I've seen the way that it's changed. It's really uh, taken the time to look at the diversity and the the powerful and impactful uh, people that work within it and the talent. So for me, it's been it's been really gratifying. And I don't believe that this is, even half of it. I think things are going to continue to change and we're going to see so much change within not only our industry, but I'm hopeful that in other industries as well. Amen to that. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, I think we all, you know, certainly I think we all recognize and, and, and the industry has to change. It must because we have to open the doors so that we can make a much more cohesive society. Um, yes. You know, closed doors, that's not the way to, to have peace, calm, and prosperity, you have to open the doors and you have to let people in. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that we say within the company is that we're one. Which is good. Yeah, we really try to lead by that voice. We are one, no matter your background, your ethnicity. I can never say that word, but but yeah, you're just making sure that it's all blended. Yeah, which is great. And I mean, you know, as we talk, as we, you know, move forward, Gen Z, the most diverse audience mm-hmm. ever, you know, um, we have to celebrate that. And yes. also we should encourage their colored blindness and we should encourage their, you know, their diversity. Their, 100%. And, you know, that's, it's a, one of their, that's their superpower in my opinion. Yes, absolutely it is. So I can't let you go uh, without asking you how you're doing because obviously this pandemic, you know, will it ever <laughs> end? Um, I mean, we're seeing some light now at the end of the tunnel, I feel. But I, I, I mean, I for one, you know, I mean, apart from having fried eyeballs from Zoom calls, it's been <laughs> relentless, right? Yes, yes, it has been relentless. I have to tell you that for me, it's been such a learning experience. Yes. It's made me take a minute to stop and really learn about myself and who I am. Yes. And I can tell you that the way that I've done that is ensuring that I go outside. If I, if I, I try to go out every day, yep. just walking just to make sure that you're checking in with yourself. And, and it's helped me learn a lot of who I am. So that, I'm grateful for that pause, but I do miss the world just being open. And I do miss seeing people and, and just having that energy because I think it's super important yes. to have. Uh, so for me, it's, it's, it's a twofold. And I do believe what you said, Mary, it is going to continue to open up and, and there is a light at the end of that tunnel. Yes, I, I'm, I'm embracing that light because, uh, yes. you know, the time, it, it, I think you, to your point, though, I think really, really, really useful and valuable piece of, of advice there, you know, what we've learned from this pandemic is to 
to, to be mindful of ourselves and check in with ourselves because I think, you know, we work in such a frenetic, you know, interesting, always on way, you know, I mean, you can get lost in your, your job and your career and all the rest of it. Um, but when you're, when you're in a room yeah. with other people, like you said, you're all feeding off the energy from one another. But when you're in the pandemic and you're on Zoom calls or, uh, you know, from, you know, eight o'clock in the morning till six o'clock at night or whatever hours it is, you know, it's very tough to actually have that time to just that water cooler moment isn't there. Right. So it's uh, it, it has been tough. Yeah. But checking in, I absolutely 100% agree with you. So I am so grateful to you for finding the time to talk to us today. It's been absolutely fascinating. I completely celebrate what you're doing. It's amazing. Thank and you, I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly proud to have met you. And thank you for your time. I really, really have enjoyed it. Um, and, and Thank you, Mary. Same here. You're a wonderful person. <laughs> thank you so much for this time. Thank you. And thank you to all of our listeners for joining us on Takumi Unfiltered. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and rate and review us. And finally, we're on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok at Takumi HQ. So thank you so much, Sandra. And I wish you an absolutely fabulous evening. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Good evening. Good evening.